Welcome to the ICFM Leadership Podcast, where we focus on empowering, equipping, and leading. We pray this message will bless and inspire you. Hello, ICFM pastors, ministers, leaders. This is Pastor Jim Fries. I am coming to you from Mount Juliet, Tennessee. We are right outside Nashville, and the church that I pastor is Joy Church International. I want to greet you. I want to really appreciate you right off the bat for all that you do for the kingdom seen and unseen. A big thanks to Pastor Jim Willoughby and all the trustees of ICFM. We are honored to be ministering to you here today via podcast. I've been a part of ICFM for about 20 years, and it is my privilege to serve you today. I want to talk to you about a really important balance as ministers, as leaders, as pastors. As you know, we live in a very imbalanced world right now, very unbalanced culture. And I really believe that God wants you and I to have balance. Even Smith Wigglesworth prophesied all those years back about a beautiful balance of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. And that there was coming a move in the last days of that balance. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about balance. It's very clear, 2 Timothy 2.15, that you and I, as pastors, leaders, ministers, ought to rightly divide the word of truth so that we can stay balanced. And I want to give you two sides of really the same coin. And I really feel like this is a word from the Lord for us as leaders in this time, in this hour, in this culture. Before we get into the balance portion, let me give you some imbalances right off the bat. Normally, you'll find churches or ministries in one or two of these uh, imbalances. I want to share a couple of imbalances right off the bat so you can see where I'm coming from, and then we'll walk you into some more Balance. Let me give you uh, two different kinds of churches or two different kinds of leaders or two different kinds of ministries that are out there today. You know, as a pastor, I think in terms of churches, but the first imbalance is a church that's condemnation oriented. And so here's four condemnation concepts. This is kind of what they look like. Now, there's a lot more you know I could share, but you, you'll recognize these kinds of churches or ministries. They major on what they're against instead of what they're for. They major, number two, on guilt and intimidation instead of motivation and inspiration. They major on going out of their way to offend. I mean, again, we understand that the Word of God by itself can be offensive. The Bible tells us that in the book of Luke. But... Um, these folks go out of their way to offend. They, they speak the truth, but there's no love in it. They don't just step on your toes, number four, but they stomp on your feet. That's, that's the kind of church that's in, in an imbalance right now in today's culture. Here's the other imbalance. The first one I call this the condemnation church. And then the second one I call the comfortable church. This is the other imbalance. So you find churches or ministries in either one of these imbalances. So here's what the comfortable concepts look like. I'm going to give you four. Their commitment to the Word of God, number one, is greatly lacking. 
you know, very, very, very little Bible, very uh, small portions of the Word of God. Number two, they rarely, if ever, talk about sin. Number three, their teaching always revolves around self-improvement instead of self-denial. And please don't mistake me. When we follow the Lord, he'll make our life better and us better at life. But Jesus said in Luke 9, 23, he said, if any man follow after me, he's got to deny himself, not improve himself, deny himself, pick up his cross and follow after the Lord. So that improvement begins with my denial. Uh, The fourth thing uh, that that comfortable church looks like is they'll tickle your ear and you can find that concept in 2 Timothy chapter 4, uh, verses 3 and 4. They'll tickle your ear instead of tell you the truth. So you can see pastors, ministers, churches, ministries fall on one side of that imbalance or another. They're either in the condemnation category or the comfortable category. And I believe that both of those things are imbalances, and both of those things are ditches. Now, what is the biblical balance? Well, you can find this in John chapter 1, 14 through 17, where the Bible tells you and I that the law came by Moses. But watch this biblical balance. But grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And I love that. That is such an important biblical balance. You can find synonyms uh, throughout the Bible uh, for that particular biblical balance. Mercy and truth, God's love and holiness, uh, God's love and his righteousness, grace and truth. All of these things are synonyms for the biblical balance that Jesus came to bring. And I love that. And if we'll follow that, I really believe this is such an important word in this hour. If we'll follow that balance, it'll keep us on course in a very imbalanced culture, in a very imbalanced church world. And it's such an important thing. I want you to think about it. In Proverbs chapter 3, 3 and 4, the Bible tells us that if we'll bind mercy and truth, there's that synonym, if we'll bind mercy and truth around our neck, in other words, that this becomes our guide in life, then we'll have favor and high esteem with both God and man. And I don't know about you, but I can use all of that I can get. And the only way to do that is binding mercy and truth around our neck. Uh, The Bible tells you and I in Proverbs 16 and verse 6 that mercy and truth is the thing that atones for sin. In other words, how we should respond to sin in this culture is through that biblical balance of mercy and truth. Uh, The Bible tells you and I in Psalms 25 and verse 10, The Bible tells us that all, not some, but all of God's paths are mercy and truth. Think about that. There's not a path that God will lead us on that's just truth or just mercy, just truth or just grace, but it is the blend. All of God's paths, not some, but all of his paths are found in mercy and truth, that beautiful biblical balance. And then one of my favorite verses is Proverbs 20 and verse 
28, where the Bible tells us that a king upholds his throne by loving kindness, and watch this, mercy and truth. In other words, uh, his authority, his leadership, his influence. For you and I, our pastorate, our, the, the, the leadership level that we have in our ministry, whatever it is, that level of, of authority is upheld by loving kindness. And watch this, the balance of mercy and truth. So powerful. I can give you so many more scriptures. It's throughout the entirety of the Word of God. And it is such a very important biblical balance. So let's talk about that balance. Can we do that? Because now we've, we've given you imbalances in ministries and churches and out there in the culture. But I want to now bring us down into that biblical balance. So let me give you three grace and truth tidbits here. Let me give you three thoughts on grace and truth as we begin our road and journey down this balance. If you're full of Jesus, then you're going to be full of grace and truth. If your church or your ministry is full of Jesus, your church or your ministry will also be full of grace and truth. Because I want you to see that Jesus didn't come just to bring grace or just to bring truth. He came to give us both. He was not 50 grace, 50% truth. He was 100% grace and 100% truth all at the same time. So the more that we follow the Lord, the more that we exemplify him, the more that our ministries are going to be full of both grace and truth. Our life will be full of grace and truth. Number two, when it comes to us as individuals, we tend to err towards grace. When it comes to others, we tend to err towards truth. Isn't that the case? In other words, number three, we cut ourselves some slack, but we cut others to pieces. It's true, isn't it? We, we tend to be very truth-oriented when it comes to others, very grace-oriented when it comes to ourselves. In other words, we'll say things like, well, uh, I, you know, I'm just being thorough, so we'll cut ourselves some grace. But when somebody else is doing the same thing, they are lazy. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know how it is. Uh, when it comes to us, well, you know, I'm just being encouraging. But when it comes to them, oh, he's just brown-nosing that guy. He, you know, he's just trying to get ahead. So see, see how we do? We, we, we want grace for ourselves. We want to cut ourselves some slack, but we want to cut everybody to pieces. And so the more that we are like Jesus Christ, the more our ministries exemplify him the more we're going to go down the path of not just grace and not just truth, but the combination, the blend, the biblical balance of grace and truth. Now, my favorite passage to show you this grace and truth blend is found in John chapter 8, 1 through 11. Matter of fact, this is the passage of scripture that we founded our church on. Uh, we founded it about 19 years ago. I've been in ministry uh, 39 years. Uh, but we founded the, the, the church about 19 years ago. And we watched this church go from knowing nobody in our city and with just 18 people to now where we literally minister to thousands of people every single week and we're honored to do so. But we founded this church 
on this passage of scripture and on this blend of grace and truth found in John chapter 8, 1 through 11. I'm not going to read it to you. You know the story. You're all pastors and leaders and ministers, so I'm not going to do that, but I encourage you to check it out when you get a chance. You know this. This is when Jesus uh, they, he's teaching in the morning in the temple. They bring the woman who's caught in the midst of adultery. They bring her, throw her down in, in the midst. You, you know the whole story. There's a tremendous tension there. You can imagine if that happened in your church. And of course, Jesus responded with grace. You know, woman, I, I don't condemn you. You know, where are your accusers? So from that place of grace... He then ministered truth to her. Now, woman, go and sin no more. It's the most beautiful blend of grace and truth that you can find in the Word of God. He created a place in his ministry of love and acceptance of people right where they are. But yet from that place of grace, he challenged them to a higher place of truth. From that place of acceptance... He, in essence, I love you right where you are, but I love you too much to leave you where you are. He didn't affirm her sin. He wanted her transformed from sin. How beautiful. So notice here, let me give you three biblically balanced barometers. Now we've looked at a couple of ditches of ministries and churches and, and, and pastors and, and leaders, we now have seen some grace and truth tidbits. But I'm going to help all of us become balanced in this grace and truth as we walk down these paths together. So let me give you three biblically balanced barometers. Number one, we need the compassion of grace. We need the compassion of grace. Now, what do you mean? Well, you're going back to John chapter 8 and that whole story with the woman caught in adultery. All of a sudden now, Jesus, in Jesus, the stern face of the law, you know that she could have been stoned for that. The stern face of the law turned into the loving face of grace. And boy, am I thankful for that. As you know, I've been in ministry 39 years, but about 41, 42 years ago, I was an alcoholic checking IDs at a bar. Think of that. And so I know what it means personally to encounter that face of grace. I, I understand that oh so well, and I'm so thankful for that loving New Testament face of grace. So we not only need, number one, the compassion of grace, Number two, we need the conviction of truth. Now, this is, this is helping us stay biblically balanced. The compassion of grace is imperative that we combine it with the conviction of truth. Let me give you some thoughts on that. I'm going to go through this pretty quickly, uh, but I, I think this will help you understand the clear conviction of truth concepts. I'm going to make some statements that help us understand that balance. Number one... Grace says there is a way to God for anyone. But truth says there is only one way to God for everyone. Can you see that beautiful biblical blend? Grace says there's a way to God for anyone. But truth says 
There's only one way to God for everyone. You know that. That's John 14, 6. I am the way, Jesus said. The Greek word odos. I'm the road. That word odos is road. I'm the way. I'm the road. I'm the truth. I'm the life. No man comes to the Father but by Jesus Christ. Our second statement, grace says, see these comparisons, grace says, redemption is powerful. Truth says, repentance is paramount. So can you see that blend, that balance? Grace says, yeah, redemption is powerful. You can be redeemed by the blood of Jesus, Ephesians 1.7. Truth says repentance is paramount. Our third uh, balanced statement as we're giving you clear conviction concepts. Number three, grace says, I love you just the way you are. Truth says, I love you too much to leave you the way you are. I mentioned that earlier. That's a great uh, balanced statement. Number four, grace says, I love sinners. Truth says, I hate sin. Uh, the Bible is real clear that we ought to hate what God hates. Psalms 97, verse 10, the Bible says that we're to love God and hate sin. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 8, and verse 13, the moment that I have a reverence for God is the moment I begin to hate what he hates. He hates pride and arrogancy and every evil way. So grace says, I love sinners. Truth says, I hate sin. Grace says, number five, God is love. Truth says, God is holy. And let me say this while I'm passing through because of this culture that we live in. God is love, but love is not God. And when I say that, I've heard people make that equation. God is love, 1 John 4, 8, 1 John 4, 16. But love is not God. God is love, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. The Bible says that love rejoices in the truth. If God is love, and he is, then he gets to define what love is and what love isn't. He's the creator. We are the creation. The creation never gets to define what love is. Love, God who is love, gets to define what love is. So God is love, but love is not God. Number six, grace says there is a heaven to gain. Truth says there is a hell to shun. Number seven, grace says there is salvation for all who desire it. Truth says there is judgment for all who disdain it. Number eight, grace says grace is the affirmation of the sinner. Truth is the transformation from sin. Can you see that beautiful blend of grace and truth? I'm going to say that last one one more time. Grace is the affirmation of the sinner, but truth is the transformation from sin. So not only do we need the compassion of grace, and the conviction of truth. But number three, we need the combination of both grace and truth. We need the combination of both grace and truth. Let me give you some thoughts on that. I'm going to give them to you quick. Here's some combination concepts. Number one, grace without truth is deceptive. Truth without grace is defective. Number two, grace without truth is meaningless. Truth without grace is mean. And boy, I've heard a lot of preachers like that lately. We need to speak the truth, Ephesians 4.15, but we need to speak it in love. Number three, grace without truth is 
quick to excuse and slow to confront. Truth without grace is quick to judge and slow to forgive. Can you see you see these? We've got to have a combination. Number four, grace minus truth equals liberalism. Truth minus grace equals legalism. Grace plus truth equals liberty. Can you see that? If, I, if I'm all grace, then I'm going to get into liberalism. Anything goes. Relativism. And it's a very slippery slope. If I'm all truth, then I'm going to be just like the Pharisee of old. I'm going to be a legalist. But if I combine grace and truth in my ministry, what a beautiful thing happens. Then all of a sudden, I've got now liberty. And that's what we're after. Number five, Jesus was not 50% grace and 50% truth. He was 100% grace and 100% truth. And that's what I love. That's what I'm moving towards. And I want all of our ministries to move towards. Number six, Jesus touched lepers, sinners, tax collectors, prostitutes, and a thief on the cross. Yet he spoke more about hell than he did about heaven. Think of that. You can see what a beautiful blend of grace. He's touching lepers and sinners and tax collectors and prostitutes and a thief on a cross and an alcoholic checking IDs at a bar 41 years ago. That was me. But yeah, that's in his grace. But yet in his truth, he spoke more about hell than he did about heaven because he didn't want anybody to go there. So now let's bring this home. We want to be full of grace and truth. We want to be full of that combination. So let me talk to you a little bit about being full, because my question to you on this podcast is, what are you full of? What am I full of? Don't ask your wife. She, she'll, she'll tell you something that you don't want to hear. You know, what, 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 is our, what are our ministries full of? Now, now I want you to just... Think of this. This is my challenge. Many are either full of grace, but empty of truth, or they're full of truth, but empty of grace. We need both. The devil doesn't care which side of the saddle that you fall off of, whether that's the grace side or the true side, as long as you don't stay in the saddle. And it's really true. If you put your foot on the stirrup of all grace, you're going to fall off on that side. If you put your uh, foot on the stirrup of all truth, you're going to fall off on that side. The devil doesn't care which side you fall off on, just as long as you fall off of it. Number three, get your foot out of liberalism and legalism and put both feet firmly in the stirrups of grace and truth. That's going to make your ride so much better. Number four, love people enough to tell them the truth. Love God enough to tell them the truth in love. Isn't that powerful? I'm going to say that one more time. Love people enough to tell them the truth. Love God enough to tell them the truth in love. Number five, maybe you won the battle because what you told them was the truth. You know, maybe on social media or your or your 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 Facebook page, okay, I won the battle, you know, because I told them the truth. But maybe you lost the war 
because you told them the truth devoid of grace. Maybe it's time to give those folks some grace. Let me turn that around. Maybe you really, they really love you. The people that you're ministering to, maybe they really love you because you showed them some grace. But maybe they're really going to hell because you never told them the truth. Well, in that case, give them some truth. Can you see that? That's such a powerful example. I would rather be considered mean but really be kind because I told somebody the truth than really be considered kind but really mean because I didn't warn them of things to come. The key is simply having that beautiful blend and that beautiful balance. ICF ministers, pastors, leaders, may I challenge everybody, what are we full of? In this hour, in this culture, in this society, I believe with all of my heart we need to emulate our Lord that we would be full of grace and truth, that our ministries would be full of grace and truth. I believe with all of my heart, as we emulate the Lord in that, that our ministry can be so appealing. Our ministry can affect hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of people as we follow our Lord in grace, and in truth. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for all within the sound of my voice. I pray, Father God, that you would help us have that beautiful blend, that beautiful balance, understanding that the grace of God is not the power of God to overlook sin, but the grace of God is the power of God to overcome sin. Understanding that the grace of God is not the affirmation of sin, but the grace of God is the transformation from sin. Help us, Father. Give us a revelation of not just grace and not just truth, but 100%, because all of your paths are grace and truth, Psalms 25 and 10. Help us to walk down all of your paths of that beautiful biblical blend of grace and truth. And Father, I pray it. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank you for giving me 30 minutes of your time today. And I want to thank you, ICFM leaders. I thank you for what you're doing for the kingdom of God, the things that people do see and the things that people don't see. We thank you. We love you. We believe in you. And as we say here at Joy Church, we say this all the time, never forget, it's a choice to rejoice. And God loves you as if you're the only person in this world to love. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. ICFM is an international fellowship of faith churches and ministries. If you would like more information on our fellowship and what it has to offer, then please visit us online at icfm.org. You can also take advantage of our resources on our ICFM app available on App Store, Google Play, Amazon, and Roku. We pray God's blessings over you as you continue to lead forward.